0: two one hello and welcome everyone to the no outlet podcast and boy i gotta tell you this is a day and show of firsts it's the first time we're having three people at the same time on the show and it's also going to be the first time that we're breaking format normally i ask 20 questions um with a person or a couple people but this is a different Uh, situation. Um, We've got the three ladies of improv joining me, Ingrid, Amanda, and Alisa. Uh, And we're gonna just have it be a new format where it's a few questions with three ladies of improv. So first and foremost, uh, to all of my guests here in the audience and those listening at home, uh, I'm very excited to be doing this. We did about a year's worth of improv classes together. Uh, myself and these three fine people and unfortunately I'm not doing it now and they continued on so I'm kind of missing them and I'm very happy to have them on the show so please help me welcome and welcome to the show Ingrid, Amanda, and Elisa. How are you? Hi. Hi. Thank
1: you for joining us.
0: Doing well
2: Ethan. Hi Ethan. Thank you for having us. Oh
0: my goodness it's truly truly my honor. Um, and you know, well, let's just get right. Let's just get right to it. How is the, how is this session of the improv class going? What am I missing?
3: You're missing a ton of fun, still laughing for like two hours <laughs> and we miss you. You add so much to it.
0: I missed
2: you. We are, we're getting to know your family. Uh, we, you know, we have a couple members of your family that are involved and you guys all have a similar, uh, similar personality. So it's, it's nice to get to know them, um, but you are missing great class. Lots of laughs. So hopefully you can watch our show.
0: Oh, I'll definitely watch the show. But listen, we're just getting started here, Lisa. And when you start saying things like my personality is the same as my brother and my sister's, we might have a little problem on our hands. From <laughs> <laughs> limited exposure. Let's, That's let's, what it seems like maybe. Let's, keep, There's it, let's else. keep it civil. We're just getting started. If you want to start a fight with me, wait until the end, okay?
1: All right. No promises, though.
0: All right. Fair enough. Okay. So a couple of um, these questions are going to be, you know, for everybody. A couple of them might be for specific people. We're going to start with one for everybody. So you guys are just like myself, you know, we all have regular jobs. You know, we go to work and we do different things. But then we have this thing we do on the side for fun, which is the improv class. And in, in a general sense, and this is for everyone, um, help me understand one way that taking improv has improved another part of your life, if, it's, if that's the case.
3: So I think, yeah, for me, this is Amanda, I think it really helps overall with creativity and quick thinking, and um, the Lots of Laughs has just really helped with mood, looking forward to it, getting to play with my fellow improv uh, classmates. It's just been a lot of fun. Yeah, I like
2: that. And this is Elisa. So for me, I work in HR, and I can say that, you know, the listening skills that we develop uh, through the improv class, you know, is, de- is definitely beneficial. It reminds me that when Employees are coming to seek, you know, guidance from me to be a more active listener um, and to be able to provide them with that type of support. Um, so I think that that's, you know, one of the reasons where it helps me professionally. Um, personally, it helps me develop characters for uh, my creative outlets, like writing books and, and poetry and things like that. It helps character and and create some of those locations where we might visit an improv
0: land. You know, I really uh, before we get to Ingrid's answer, I just want to comment on that. Um, I really, I love that uh, thought of you being able to take something and then bring it to your actual real job and help the people that you're supposed to be supporting even more. And I really feel like in general, improv should be part of corporate training or actually any training for employees because really what it does, it helps people communicate on a basis of like a platform of solution as opposed to a platform of barriers, right? And I think that's, uh, I would agree with that. I love that you have that answer. Ingrid, how about you? <laughs>
1: Oh, improv is help. It is not helping me with my work, and it's not supposed to. It's helping me become less like my work, because um, my work is very methodical and slow, and does not require thinking on my feet. Just requires kind of knowledge base. So, but in my personal life, it's definitely that. That's. The main place where it has helped me a lot. I I think I told uh, Lisa, and I'm not sure I told Amanda and you, Ethan. I took improv because this guy who broke up with me recommended that I take it because he said said it was basically the most boring person he'd ever met. (laughs) And and uh, so I have learned to um, uh, speak my mind more freely, and that has helped a lot. Not in my professional life, but in my personal life.
0: Okay, so hold on a second. I I did not know that, and I thank you for sharing that. So I just want to get some clarification and put a fine point on it. So he told you to take the class before he broke up with you or after?
1: While he was breaking up with me, yes.
0: Holy shit. Really?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I said, give it it to me straight, and he did. And he said, can I make a suggestion? And I was like, sure. And it wasn't take drugs. It was take an improv class.
0: Wow. Well, first of all, I, I mean, first, I think that's kind of rude, but at the same time, I'm glad he said that because, uh, you know, if you if he hadn't said that and you hadn't taken it, you wouldn't be here. It's true. You, so. It is true. I would not have been. Right. Wow. That's that's wild. It, um, I'm not sure if I'd even believe that if I saw that in a TV show that somebody's giving somebody advice on how to take a course because they're too boring as they're being broken up with. That's brutal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well. Worst things have
0: happened. That's, that's true. <laughs> this is true. All right. So here's a question. that's probably going to be a little bit more or a lot more applicable to Ingrid and Amanda. Um, but I, I, I think that I would love to hear uh, Elisa's um, perspective as well. So, you know, I think Amanda, Ingrid and I are all about the same age. Alisa, uh, you're younger. Um, but in a general sense, and we're and, and I'm a parent of two kids. I know, Amanda, you're obviously a parent. Ingrid, you have a couple of kids as well. Parenting now, right, um, compared to parenting when we were growing up, um, there's such a difference. And I'm wondering, in a general sense, do you think it's more difficult now or more difficult when we were the kids that were being parented?
3: This is Amanda. I think it's a lot more complex i don't know if my parents would argue with that but with all of the social media and the outreach to the world that exists now it is so different than you know i'm going to date myself a bit here but computers took up an entire room when i was a kid (laughs) when they uh came to be and so i think that just brings a whole nother facet to who are they talking to who are they planning on you know socializing with at their meeting online and through social media
1: Yeah, I would have to agree that it's, I, I would think it's more difficult now um, because uh, you, you very, very quickly in a child's life, it becomes clear that you're not the only one raising them and that the, the world around them that they're being exposed to um, online is, and, is raising them. Um, and that's hard to fight. Yeah, yeah. and I
2: will say, Sorry, go ahead. I will say not as a parent, but um, I've had to do some generational research within HR and, you know, being at least observant in my youth uh, volunteer opportunities that I've been in. I do think it's more challenging. I mean, I think you have not only the social media and the computer facets of, of that uh, process, but also You know, a lot of people are now more open with mental health than they were back then. You know, it used to be kids are seen, not heard. Right. And so now everybody gets a voice and we're all a lot of the the generations now are dealing with a lot of um, openness about mental health. And I think that that takes on a whole nother element for people Mm -hmm. and parenting.
1: In a way, that that part of it might the openness about mental health maybe has made parenting a little bit easier because the kids are very well versed from a young age um, uh, at explaining their feelings and um, that, and they learn the vocabulary mm-hmm. of mental health issues at a young age, which is probably mostly helpful.
3: Yeah, and I, I really liked hearing a young person, you know, my daughter said, oh, they're taking a mental health day mm-hmm. in referring to someone she was, you know, friends with. And, you know, I think that's great to realize that we can do things for our self-care and to help ourselves. And so I think that's actually one of the positives that has come with rearing young people today.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I, I try to ask that question. To anyone that that has kids, and I really like that perspective, Ingrid, that you and Amanda just gave that there might be some advancements in terms of how the kids are viewing everything. i got to tell you, based on what I can see for kids nowadays compared to the the situation when I was in the the school situation, kids seem a little bit more accepting in general now um, of everything. And I mean, I know that when we were growing up, it was like everything was made fun of, and now it it just people are more accepting of who people are by themselves, and there's a lot less finger pointing. At least it seems that way to me. I could be wrong. Uh, Am am I coming through okay? No,
3: it's breaking up.
0: Oh, dear me, that is so terrible. Here, let me try something else.
3: But we're going to improvise. We're
0: going to make it through. We're going to make it through. Okay. That's what we do here. That's yeah, I I'm just improving. start filling in the missing syllables. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, all right, so here we go. What happened to Saturday morning cartoons?
3: <laughs> I don't then? know, but I loved them when I was young.
0: <laughs> I did too, they just went away.
3: Do you remember I How was not a, a really? Saturday
2: morning cartoon person. My family isn't big into cartoons. So for me, I probably didn't watch many cartoons until I was, you know, more into my teen years. And I still didn't like them. So for me, I'm not upset that they're gone. I like the new new types.
0: I just remember, you know, because Saturday, obviously, no school and just waking up with my brother. And there was always this, like, stream of, you know, good quality you know, cartoons on, and then they just seemed to go away. And by the time that I had kids, there was just no such thing as Saturday morning cartoons, there was just not there. Um, and I, and I feel like it's, it was it looking back cynically now, it feels like Saturday morning cartoons were just a way to sell products and a way to sell crappy cereal and a way to sell things that became easier to sell in other ways. So that vehicle just went away because the commercial viability had gone down, but I don't know. I'm seeking answers.
1: <laughs> I can't help you. Maybe oh. it's a topic
0: for some more research.
2: <laughs> Maybe in our next improv section, you should ask the Oracle that question. Oh, that, you know what? That'll,
0: that'll get me to the bottom of it. I like that idea. That's very smart. <laughs> Does anybody uh, um, among us here uh, play a musical instrument? Do any of you play musical instruments? Not
2: anymore.
0: Okay. What did you play?
2: I played clarinet and bass clarinet in the jazz band.
0: And why did you you stop playing?
2: Um, Because school ended. And that was it. (laughs) Um, I still have my clarinet, and I can probably play hot cross buns, but that's the best you're going to get out of me.
0: I remember that song. That was like the go-to school band song.
2: Yes. Also, for the if you're learning the recorder, that was a
0: pretty popular song too. Yeah. No instrument for you, Ingrid?
1: I no. I played the piano growing up, but I I did not apply myself, and I had no talent to begin with, so it kind of fell by the wayside. But you knew how to play. I never learned to read notes. Okay. So I would memorize I memorize you know piece my teacher wanted me to play it quickly. Um, and then uh, ignore the sheet music and then do the same routine with the next piece and it didn't you know it didn't get anywhere since I was not learning to read
0: music gotcha how about you Amanda
3: well I played the violin in um, middle school and my parents had to sit me down and inform me that the notes weren't quite really the notes and so they got me a piano and I switched to piano and then there was a problem with the rhythm and not being able to as I tried to read the notes to the rhythm so I switched to karate and studied martial arts for years.
0: Oh that's awesome what martial arts which one? (laughs) Uh, Weichiru. Weichiru I like the sound of that that sounds cool. (laughs) Okinawan. A lot of katas.
3: (laughs) Yes we did katas. Yep.
0: Forms. Um, so the musical instrument. I am the biggest music fan. I just, it's such a big part of my life, but I cannot, I just don't have any kind of uh, inert ability to play an instrument. I've tried everything. I've tried piano, couldn't do it. I tried guitar, couldn't do it. I tried flute. I tried frigging every instrument out there and I just could never quite get to the point where, forget reading notes, like I couldn't even make sound. So I'm always jealous of someone that has that ability to, to play an instrument, but uh, it sounds like I'm talking to three people that abandoned that a long time ago. So I feel better.
2: You should, you should try the triangle. That might be perfect for you.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. (laughs) I, I actually ended up just going to the triangle because I can't, (laughs) I cannot screw this up. It's just hit it. (laughs) <laughs>
2: and I can do it. Um, I do sing. I sang in college. I'm not any I'm not stellar, don't get me wrong, but I actually took singing in college. So
0: Oh, that's cool. Like uh choir singing, that type of singing or a cappella?
2: Individual. It was just a voice class. You got credit for taking it. And so I had to do a, a performance uh at the end of every term or every semester. Um and we had to sing in front of our in front of our peers and whoever else showed up. I'm surprised you didn't find those on YouTube.
0: Oh, that's so cool! Um, hey, so talk to me about your dog situation, uh, Elisa. How do you? How many do you have? What process of? Are you Are you making more dogs? Are you selling dogs? Like, how is how How are we standing right now with the dog factory?
2: So currently, there's seven. Wow! Um,
0: <laughs> wow!
2: Uh, I have I have a multi poo named Minnie. A um, Morty poo named Mickey. Their son from the first litter, Donald, and I have uh, four babies from our recent litter um, who will be likely sold in May um, to great families that are, you know, handpicked. I don't know if we'll be able to breed again. My dog went through 12 hours of labor and a C-section in her last delivery. So not sure if we'll do it again. But um, we definitely, it's definitely interesting. You get a lot of looks when you tell people you have seven dogs.
0: You know, I can't even imagine. So seven dogs, just, I'm I'm thinking about just feeding seven dogs. And that's like giving me a high degree of anxiety. I can't imagine. Well, right
2: now I'm still only feeding three because four of them are eating from their mother. But shortly it will be feeding seven. Wow.
0: Good for you. I, I gotta, I gotta say that's something I... I couldn't handle. Um, so back to the music real quick. So obviously we're all in the middle of this weird time where I remember when we were back, and we were still doing improv live and we were in the studio and it was that class that we took that got interrupted and turned into a, uh, I, I think we ended up just canceling and, and we got a refund or we tried again or something. Um, but I remember talking about it and that was about, it was a little more than a year ago, I think, right in the end of February. And ever since then, you know, everything's been a little bit different. There hasn't been really any concerts. I don't know if you guys are, are big into concerts, but I, I love going to concerts. I'm just wondering, what was the last concert that you saw before um, my laptop battery is running low and I just realized I left my charger at work? Was that you, Ingrid?
1: That's me. If I cut out, um, I'll try to join you guys as soon as possible on my phone.
0: Okay. Well, if you, that's fine. And uh, maybe you can answer this question first. Then. What was the last concert you saw?
1: The last concert? I went to see David Byrne um, with my daughter, with oh, Leah, uh,
0: the... maybe a
1: year or so ago. Yeah. Um, and it was great. I was a big Talking Heads fan back in the day. Um, yes. It was wonderful to see him um and it was it was uh, it was at a concert hall it was like a sit down type concert not a mosh pit type concert um it was great uh, it was one of the better concerts i've ever been to you know and he is still killing
0: it he really is i saw him with my brother uh and my father two summers ago in boston outside at like one of those tent type places And he was amazing. He sounded great. He did Talking Head songs. He did his songs. He was, he put on a show. And uh, I have to agree, it was one of the better shows that I saw. I always wanted to see the Talking Heads. I never got a chance to. So I was psyched to get a chance to see him. Uh, How about you, Amanda?
3: Um the last one was Sean Kingston when my daughter was about 12 so it was, it was quite a while ago but she was begging to go see him and he just happened to appear at um I think it was a county fair and yeah. we were sitting in the bleachers and then she got in line to meet him but they cut her off like right when she got up there so I said honey I'll, I'll help you meet him so we went around to the back of the tent when he came came out he looked at her and said oh hi she was thrilled
0: oh my god that is awesome uh my daughter amelia <laughs> was a huge sean kingston fan when he first came out he had that one song it was like a 50s song almost I, was, I think it was called beautiful girls um and i remember it was just on all the time at my house and um but that was a long time ago you're how old's your yeah. daughter
3: She's uh, 21 soon. Oh, okay. I, I've gone to a lot of musical theater that were ticket holders at Main State Music Theater, yep. and I haven't
0: been to all many concert concerts. Gotcha. No, that's a good one. How about you, Elisa?
2: Um, the last one I went to was a Thomas Rhett concert. It was probably a couple of years ago now. Um, and prior to that, we went to the Jason... Uh, I'm sorry, it was... Um Luke Bryan and Sam Hunt, Morgan Wallen, so it was at Fenway. Um but the one we went to for Thomas Rhett was in was at the Comcast
0: Center. Nice. You're big into country music?
2: Yes, those are generally the concerts I go to. I haven't been to anything that's not country since I was a kid, and I went to the Justified Strips tour, which is Christina Aguilera and Justin Timberlake.
0: Oh, I remember that tour, absolutely. Um, so wait, so let's talk about country music here. Oh, I'm getting a wicked echo. Did you guys hear that? That was crazy. Um, country music, have you been to the Kenny Chesney show at uh, Gillette?
2: I haven't. I'm not a huge Kenny Chesney fan, to be honest with you.
0: You're not, yeah. Country music is the – I'm not – I don't dislike country. I just don't know that much about it. It's the one music, uh, like, genre that I would say I probably know the least about. But uh, there's definitely a following. There's a lot of people that are super into it. Um, okay. Did we lose Ingrid? We did. All right. We're down to the two ladies of improv. No, I think
3: I'm still here. Am I oh, still here? Oh, there you are.
0: Okay, cool. Um, all right. So you guys all live in different places. Uh, and – Uh, I feel like one of the things that was, you know, tragic in some ways about the whole pandemic was a lot of businesses, a lot of restaurants in particular had to shut down. Movie theaters had to shut down. The actor's studio of Newburyport had to, you know, give up the studio and they're looking for another spot. So it impacted a lot of different uh, places. And I feel like it's so important to try to support as much as you can local places. So what's the and it could be anything it could be your favorite coffee place breakfast place lunch dinner doesn't matter but what to the geography that you're closest to so your local hub what's the place that you've tried to uh really support the most during the uh the last year or so
3: well um, we have quite a few places nearby. Um, Starbucks, we're regulars with Starbucks and Wendy's and Panera and McDonald's are all right around us.
0: Okay, so you're supporting corporate America. That's good, Amanda. Um, <laughs> thank you. They they thank you. Um, no, but is there any place that's not like, uh, that's a locally owned place that you felt like, all right, we, we got to really make sure we keep this place in business or is it, is that not the case around where you live?
1: I I don't know. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I, I spread it thin the same li- little restaurants that I used to go to around town. I just kept getting takeout from them. Um, there, there's a little Chinese place. There's a little Thai place. There's a little Mexican place all kind of in my neighborhood. And I just kind of rotate through them and try to leave a big, Tip, even when I'm getting
3: takeout. Yeah.
2: Asian I'm food. not a big restaurant fan. I'm not a huge fan of people making my food. Um, we've had a couple of local places, Pomodori's, they're not in my town, but they're close by. But one of the things that's integral to our community, it was actually on a movie, uh, the Agawam Diner is, is here in town. And um, you know, they are, they've are. they been around forever and ever. They've been featured in a movie or two. And so definitely the town is trying to do their best to keep them going through this. Um, other than that, I mean, if it's not food related, uh, the vet and tractor supplier about my top two people I visit.
0: Okay, tractor <laughs> Dolly, I was going to say that's where I used to get my dog food too. Blue Seal, is that the kind they sell there?
2: Uh, they do probably sell that there, but that's not the kind we've been buying. But
0: yeah. Okay. It's,
2: those are the two places I go.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's uh. It's really sad. I mean, my brother, who you're doing improv with now, I mean, he. I think you guys remember I, I mentioned it during the a previous class. So he was a, a retail store owner, uh, a place called Water Monkey, and um, it was a it was open since 1994, and it just COVID made it impossible, you know, for him to to keep going. So he ended up having to going out of business. sale he still owns the name, and he still might sell at festivals and stuff, but it was, you know, it was really tough to watch, you know, to watch mm-hmm. that happen. Yeah, but
2: That's unfortunate.
0: It is unfortunate, yeah. Um, Alright, so, let's talk about TV shows. So, uh, I'm not going to ask you what your favorite TV show of all time is, and it doesn't even have to be anything that's like critically acclaimed, but recently, what TV shows have you gotten into that you started watching just in the last like two or three months that you're really into.
2: Ginny and Georgia came out recently on Netflix. Uh, it had one of my favorite characters from a show I liked heart of Dixie that was out years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started watching it and Ginny and Georgia is like a modern day Gilmore girls. Almost. It covers, you know, a lot of mental health with, with kids and it's got a mom and a daughter who have a, uh, you know a very close relationship in the start um but they don't they realize it's not as close as they thought so it was interesting they unpacked a lot but if you have any mental health uh struggles it can be a lot to watch in one sitting
0: Ginny and georgia okay interesting
3: amanda going want to go um well if I don't have one that's come out in the last few months. I sort of have my favorites that um, I watch movies in between until they come back out. But some of the ones I really enjoy um, I'm a, a Hardy, When Calls the Heart. <laughs> oh, you know? and um, let's see. I do like The Rookie. I've watched that. Yeah. And um, SWAT. Yeah. And then Hallmark movies.
0: Lots of Hallmark movies. Okay. So have you ever also, you must, do you like the Lifetime movies?
3: Um, I've watched Up TV, but mostly Hallmark, Uh, Up TV, and, you know, a few of my favorite TV shows. The recent Magnum, I really like that, too. I love seeing the scenes from Hawaii, and I enjoy, I enjoy that
0: I used to love the original Magnum. That was, and back then it was like, if you wanted to watch Magnum, you had to sit in front of that TV at 8 o'clock on whatever day it was and watch Magnum. And yeah. and that was it. You had to watch it. It was truly appointment TV, uh, you know, if you, unless you wanted to tape with a VCR a few years later. But um, I love anything that's on location in Hawaii, too. How about you, Ingrid?
1: Um, I have not... Traditionally been a big TV person. Probably this is part of why I'm one of the most boring people in the world. Is that when I started medical school in you should in take an improv class. You know that. <laughs> but then I I lost, a, and then I worked overseas, and then I had small children. I lost like three decades of pop culture and i cannot carry on a conversation with those people for that reason um but (laughs) lately (laughs) my daughter has gotten me into um and i don't even know if it's i have no idea when this came out if it's a new show or why but she's gotten me into um pretend it's a city with friendly fran ledowitz oh yes yes it is so funny so this uh, she's you know a middle-aged uh, woman who lives in New York. She but she moved to New York and had her formative years in New York. Back when I grew up in New York too. So and she's just got this bitter, funny, dry take on modern culture and and New York, um, and it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, is that the one where she is like so upset because people like don't pay attention where they're walking? And right. is that is that the deal? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's where the title comes from. Like, she's so annoyed at all these millennials on their phones and people from out of town who can't understand how you're supposed to walk quickly and decisively on the sidewalk, and they stop and linger <laughs> and look at their phones. And she's like, "Guys, just pretend it's a city."
0: Is uh, is, is Martin Scorsese involved in that too?
1: Yes, he's the one who interviews her. Oh, okay, so it's fabulous.
0: Yeah, I got to check that out. That sounds good. All right, I've got a I've got a philosophical question. For the ladies of improv, and it's a question I like to ask. I've asked it, I think, on every every show, and I'm going to ask you right now: Do the ends justify the means? No one wants to touch that one, or did, did it, Was I not? Was it not clear?
2: Um, I would say, from my standpoint no you have to you have to be comfortable with the actions you need to perform before you get to the end um and you have to be and when i say comfortable like you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so you have to make whatever your actions are that they're not just done out of here's the end game they're done with a lot of thought and and effort. Um, Nothing should come super easy to you that isn't worth working for.
0: That's a very well put answer. It's a no, but it's a no with some uh, clarity attached to it. So thank you for that. Um, Amanda, what do you think?
3: I do not think the ends justify the means. I, I feel like life is a journey and the things that we do on that journey to get where we're headed and to meet our goals, they matter mm-hmm. as much as the goals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's hard to argue with. Um, Ingrid, do you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, I do. I, th- I think it de- totally depends what ends you're talking about and what means you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if the end is something that requires cruelty or something as a means, no, um, if, the end, if the means or the process is, um, something of value, then it's possible.
0: Yeah. I think that's really what, what I ended up landing on. Um, in that more often than not, it's totally the journey. It's, it's so it would not justify, but there might be some, very specific tactical situations where, again, to your point, Ingrid, if the means and the and the end was very clearly defined as to what we were doing and why, and it was a little bit towards the outside of what you would normally consider okay, but there was a huge greater good for a lot of people, then it, that would be something you'd have to weigh because, you know, situations change logic patterns, right? Like if you're, it's easy to say no and- When you're in a situation where that's the easiest answer but there might be a situation where you have to kind of step outside and do something crazy but i think i'm with you guys i think it is a no yes hey speaking about um watching things um so you know you've got favorites i know that you guys all like music and that's great to hear and different types of music and you know sometimes you hear a great song and you might hear a song over and over again. You might have a song you like working out to, you might have a song that you like just playing when you're around the house or getting some work done or whatever. So it's not uncommon. In fact, it's very common for someone to play certain songs over and over again. Um, But when people watch movies, like let's say you have a favorite movie, whatever it is, and you watch that movie over and over and over again. um, Do you think that's weird?
2: No I think watching a movie over and over again uh, at least for me you know you still learn new things that you may not have noticed before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened to me when I was watching The Proposal for like the eighth weekend in a row. I was like <laughs> every time I watched it <laughs> and I this years ago it's an old movie but every time I watch it it feels like there's something new that I find and it still resonates with me mm-hmm. so even you know a decade has passed and maybe two decades have passed now. Um, but, and, and it still seems relevant, um, but I'm still learning more about it. So I just feel like, like a song, you have a emotion or a reaction that's connected to it that you can always go back to.
0: Amen. I I am so glad I feel better about myself with your answer because I am one of those lunatics that will watch movies over and over again um and and you're right. Sometimes a, a movie that I could probably swear I know back in front, I'll see something I've never seen before. And I I liken it to a song. Like there's no reason why you can't listen to a song over and over. And movies are just another art form. And so why not why isn't it but just some people think it's weird that I do that and I'm trying to I'm trying to validate my position. So Ingrid, can you help validate? Are you gonna call me a weirdo?
1: <laughs> I was just not to judge. Uh so, so if that's what no, I, I I don't know if I've gotten up to eight times, but I'm sure I've watched some of my favorite movies two or three times.
0: Okay. Fair. I know you that's a yeah. very you're such a nice person. That's a nice way of saying it's weird, Ethan. And that's okay. <laughs> I'll take that. Amanda, how about you?
3: Well, I'm I'm kinda with Ingrid on this one. I've watched some of my favorites probably two times. Probably not more than two or three times. Um, typically, I watch it once and um, I'm on to something else.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. Like, like I said, I'm I'm willing to admit that my you know proclivity to watch a movie over and over again is the outlier and not the norm. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Um, hey, I'll, maybe least, it's because
1: oh, you have an interest in acting and you want to learn the techniques.
0: That maybe it could be, or maybe I'm just, you know, if I see something I like, uh, it's it's easier for me to keep watching that thing I like and really get into it than to to branch out. We might never know. I'm,
3: I'm, I'm not sure who the outlier is: the people that don't watch them over and over, or the people who enjoy watching them over and over.
0: Thank you, Amanda. Yes, you're welcome. I appreciate that. Um, we're all a
2: bunch of weirdos that's okay that's
0: fine that's fine uh elisa tell tell us all i've got people in the audience asking me so i want to make sure i get this out there tell us all about the book that you just wrote
2: oh well um I, the book took me a year it's called layers of love um it has a hundred ninety nine thousand words uh, its it started as a therapeutic exercise. I had been through a breakup uh, after eight years with the same individual, took up my all of my adult life at that particular point. Um, and so I decided as a therapeutic exercise, I'd write my breakup story. And then that turned into a book about myself and my best friend and the, the journeys that we faced being polar opposites for many years. And now we've kind of come together and blended into uh, having more similarities. Uh, but it follows the journey of of two pairs of friends and the life experiences that they go through woven in are some mental health issues that they face um some some romance uh some quirkiness um underneath it's kind of uh some pieces of myself and my friend mixed in Uh, and then there's a little twist at the end where where you want some of the characters are more connected than you thought, but I'm not going to ruin it for you because you guys will have to read it yourself.
0: <laughs> yes, no spoilers. Well, hats off to you I'm for putting... on getting it
2: published. I submitted it to a literary agent uh, yeah. on February 7th, and so I'm hoping by Easter Sunday I'll have an answer whether it's a rejection or an exception.
0: Well, that's cool, good for you. And I, I think the fact that you, you know, spent that long and put something on paper that has that many words and I think that alone is something to be super proud of. It's really cool. And I
2: think you'll appreciate this, Ethan. I'm working on my second one, um, which was actually inspired by a song. I was listening to a song that I had heard I had heard years ago, but I've heard it multiple times over and over again. And I was in the car, and for whatever reason, it sparked an emotion and a feeling. And I started writing lines of dialogue into my phone so that I could capture it all. Mm. Um, but that yeah, triggered my neck. So I'm working on two different, totally different concept.
0: I love it. That's great. Prolific, a prolific author. That is what you are. Um, Amanda, I understood like last time that we did the class, you were also doing, and if I get this wrong, correct me, but you were doing a, a, a scene class with Charlie too. Is that right? I
3: did. I did a scene class and it was a lot of fun. And I feel like I learned a lot. And uh, I'm planning on doing another one.
0: So what what does that mean? What is a scene class?
3: A scene class is when the um, actors are given a scene. And so I had probably about eight or nine pages of dialogue. And we um, work and develop the characters that we're assigned and work on the dialogue. And then rehearse together, getting feedback from Charlie, uh, our acting coach. And then at the end of the class, you perform the scene.
0: Okay. That's cool. I love that. Now, Did you you find that that class helped improv or improv helped that class? Were Were they kind of working together that way?
3: I think so. I think that the improv helps a lot with the sort of creativity and quick thinking. The thing that I found, I hadn't done any scene work in 20 years. When my daughter was born, I left acting and raised her and and sort of coming back into it. And the challenge of memorizing the dialogue made me so appreciate when I watch an actor doing an entire movie, Mm -hmm. even. A soap actor, you know, doing the script for for that filming, it amazes me how much work I had to do to try to get all the lines memorized.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's really and I cool. will
2: comment. I did that scene. I did a scene study class with Charlie too, a different one than Amanda did. Um, and my. You know, my side of it was I did have to use improv. At one point in the class, he asked me, you know, what's your character's motivation? Tell me their backstory. And we had no backstory on this character. You just had the scene in front of you. So you had to make up this backstory on the spot so that you could figure out what your motivation was from from this particular scene that you're in because oh, cool. um, it's seen from a play. So I was able to use that improv.
0: Oh, I love that. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, Charlie's a great guy. I hope they find a great... Um... Studio when they open back up. I'm sure they'll find something cool It'll be it'll be nice to, to have something that's in person again Ingrid. Are you a big uh, are you a big reader? Do you read a lot? Um,
1: no, I can't say I'm a, a huge reader again okay. time constraints, unfortunately.
0: No, that's fine. I, you're I mean you're, I love to read you've got two teenage children. Is that correct?
1: Well one of them is 19, it was 17 and 19. so they they're leaving their teens.
0: Yeah, but you're so I guess my point is you're still in, you're still in the heart of being a, an active parent, as is Amanda. Um, but I mean like you that, that having two kids those ages, uh, that's a lot of time right there by itself.
1: It's getting better though and I have more books on my pile that I've have, I have hopes of reading
0: now. Yeah. Um, do you like fiction or nonfiction? or doesn't, doesn't it really matter?
1: Um, I, I, it does not matter. I like it all. I love some, uh, yeah, novels and I like, uh, biographies and I do some of the self-help personal growth kind of books too.
0: Have you ever read uh, any of Malcolm Gladwell's books?
1: No, I haven't. But my daughter is actually reading Outliers right now. And I listen to his podcasts a, a lot. Actually, probably
0: my favorite podcasts. So I'll, I'm admittedly not a huge reader. I, I like to read, but I, I really just don't read that much. But um, his books are, are among the books that are the e- I find the easiest to read because they're all based in some factual occurrences. And then he kind of folds in, you know, a lot of data and he tells a really compelling story. And all of his books um, are among my favorites. So uh, for anybody who hasn't read his books, I highly recommend it. They're, they're awesome. That's- yeah. So, hey, so what is next for you guys? When is the show? When, when can everybody see this improv show? When's that happening?
2: April 6th at 8 p.m.
0: April 6th at 8 p.m. I'm writing it down in my Don't planner. Miss it.
2: On
3: Zoom.
0: Yep. And um I please send me a link because I definitely oh do I oh I just go to the site and register, right? Is that how it works? Yes. Okay. Yep.
3: To Actor Studio Newburyport and can uh register and get the link.
0: Beautiful. Well, I'm gonna do that. Uh it's been so I, I'm sorry that I wasn't video enabled as well. Um but I'm in, if, I, if you could see the cave that I'm in right now, uh, I'm sparing you guys. <laughs> I'm saving you. Um, and I, it was great to hear your voices, hear your laughter, get some perspective on, you know, what you guys are up to and who you, who you are as people. And uh, I really do miss hanging out with you guys uh, once a week and having fun. Um, and I'm glad that my brother and sister are having a good time, too. And you should see what my audience is doing. They are jumping up and down they're 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 doing the wave for you guys they just loved your appearance uh we pulled off a three-person interview i think it went pretty well i was kind of afraid that you know someone was going to try to steal all the time but it worked out it worked out great and uh, i thank you very much for coming on the show well thank you so much thank you you guys are the best i'll see you soon i'll see you on april 6th for sure Okay. All right. Yes. Take care. Thanks everybody. a lot, Ethan. Bye bye. Bye
1: bye.